Welcome to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Radio. I'm Carla Redondo. I'm former chief meteorologist of Channel 4 and also now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. Last week, my guest was Pinky Harris, who is a visually impaired woman who runs Pinky at the Court at the Gretna Courthouse, the cafeteria there. And today I'm just as excited to have my next guest, Sarah Waldman. She is my CrossFit coach and has been my CrossFit coach for about four years. Now, I know you're asking, what does CrossFit have to do with this program and and visually impairment and blindness? Well, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But first, I want you to meet Sarah. And Sarah, I want you to tell us about your fitness journey, how you got into CrossFit, and kind of explain that scary word CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, So I have always been super active. I was involved in dance starting at a really young age, um, actually four. Um, And sometime when I got a little older, um, I had a, a friend, Chelsea, who you know, she convinced me to do this trail run with her. Um, I had no business doing this trail run, and I hurt my ankle pretty severely um, and was out of commission for a bit. Um, I needed to kind of get back into dancing shape, and so I started, once my ankle healed, I got out to the track at City Park, and I met someone who is now a dear friend, Gerald. Um, He was training people out there and really introduced me to the world of like body weight exercises. And as a dancer, I'd never really done push-ups or even tried to do pull-ups and things like that. And the more excited I got doing that and seeing what my body was capable of, I said, well, what else can I do? And I started going to the gym and lifting weights. And that led me to a job where one of my coworkers did CrossFit. And I will say that before I jumped into it, I was super against it. I said, everyone always gets hurt. It's big and scary. And it was the opposite of everything I had done growing up with dance. Like I was worried about getting bulky and um, hurting myself. Um, And then I tried a class and I drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak. I really got to dive into exploring what my body was capable of um, versus feeling like I was kind of stuck doing something because of the way I looked. Like dancers need a really unique um, frame to do what they do um, for the most part. Um, And that just kind of led me here. And that's been an evolving journey. But um, CrossFit at its base is just functional fitness and how... How can you um, be kind of halfway okay at everything? Can you run a little bit? Can you lift some weights? It's kind of that master of none mentality so that no matter what life throws your way, you are physically capable of handling it. I agree. And when I first heard about CrossFit, I was 50. And I, I saw the CrossFit gym where I was on the North Shore. And I'm like, there's no way I can do any of that. And there's no way. I'm 50. I have back issues. And I finally, as you mentioned, drank the Kool-Aid and tried it, and I'm 58 now, so I'm still doing it, so to speak, in my own version of it. You know, everything's modified now for me most of the time. I don't lift heavy anymore, try to get PRs, personal records anymore, but uh, I I did drink the Kool-Aid too. Now, a good CrossFit coach is certified and goes through a certification. 
There's also that you have, and there's also another certification that you have that is kind of the reason why you're here on this show. So tell me, I know you were inspired to get this new certification by your dad. So tell us that story about your dad and why you went ahead and got this other certification, which leads us to why you're actually here. Yeah. So do you want me to say what it is? Yeah, absolutely. So it's through the Adaptive Training Academy, and I am certified now as an adaptive and inclusive trainer. Um, My dad has MS, and while his symptoms are primarily cognitive, that's the parts of his brain that are most affected, um, MS can affect any function of your body. And Um, It has taken its toll on him physically at times. Um, I remember growing up and he would have a flare-up and have some control issues and issues with feeling in the right side of his body. Um, He still struggles when he gets overheated. Um, And I really, it just kind of a light bulb went off one day and I said, if my dad walked into a class I'm coaching and he had a flare-up right now, am I equipped to coach him? Um, And that is really what prompted me to do it. And in the moment I was thinking about it from someone dealing with like a temporary impairment, but that became someone dealing with a permanent impairment. Um, And how do I help that person not only be able to work out and achieve whatever physical goals they have, but how do I make them feel supported? Um, And I wanted the tools for that person to feel included because that's kind of part of the beauty of CrossFit, right? It's the class atmosphere. It's the community vibe. Yes. And so now the Adaptive Training Academy, they handle all kinds of impairments. They handle person uses a wheelchair, people missing limbs, uh, neuromuscular, and also now vision is part of this adaptive training. How much of the vision did you go through with the certification? There, So it's hard to say just because it was the, the thing with COVID is now it's a, you can do it self-paced and online. Um, I would say it was a little shorter, but it was just some aha moments, some things that made perfect sense. It didn't rock the boat for me. It wasn't something I couldn't have figured out, but having someone lay it out. um, And I know just as soon as I got it, I think a week later you were in my class Mm -hmm. and we had something where you had to step on or jump off of a plate. And suddenly I was looking at all of the equipment differently. And I was looking at this black plate on the floor and I was like, I can barely see this. Mm-hmm. So how can I make this easier for Carl? And that was, I wrote it down, aha moment. I did write <laughs> that down because I knew when you did that, you brought a yellow plate and put it down on the black floor for me to step on. I knew you got it because one of my biggest issues is not only a small field of vision, it's contrast. I don't see black on black. I trip over kettlebells on the floor, maybe uh, a dumbbell, or, and definitely plates. They're all black plates that go on the barbell. And so I have a trouble seeing, you know, the contrast. So that's when I knew that you got it. You, you understood the visual impairment that I have, and you helped me to continue the workout in a way that was easier and safer for me because you understood. And that's what I 
saw as, wow, that's amazing that you went through that training and you're certified now for any kind of athlete with some kind of impairment. And I just, I just thought that was awesome. And, and as you know, that meant a lot to me knowing that you had that kind of certification. So, um, I I did, uh, and that's why I wanted you here to talk about the visual impairment and maybe give the viewers out there that don't have any vision or low vision like myself, maybe some exercise tips that they might be able to do at home or around the house, or if they venture out to a gym or maybe try CrossFit, you know, your advice to people that are at home and maybe want to exercise, but are afraid because of their vision that they they can't. I think the biggest thing throughout all of this has been communication. And that was something that they really drove home through the certification was talking to people. Um, about what their specific impairment is, what it looks like for them, how it's different from someone else, um, and then creating a game plan. Um, for someone working out at home, it's, I would say, making sure you have plenty of space. Um, if you, if there are any issues with depth perception, how can you, um, mitigate that? So I was thinking, you know, if you are squatting, maybe having someone help you create a surface that gets you to the level you need to so that you can sit down, feel that surface, and come back up. Um, I know that there had been videos of someone who, I think she's been on their Instagram page. She is blind, and her trainer would do things like tape a plastic bag on the wall so she could do wall balls in here when it had gotten high enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Using brighter equipment. um, Yeah, and I think also, and then a lot of the things they did talk about were some things with like, I believe, please correct me if I'm wrong, intraocular pressure. And so not getting upside down. Mm -hmm. So what are things you can do instead? And so, in something like CrossFit, you have handstand push-ups, but you can sit and use dumbbells and press them overhead and get the same stimulus. Um, if the up-down movement of burpees causes a lot of disorientation, you can elevate your hands to a bench and not go all the way to the floor, or you can substitute it for another total body movement, like a kettlebell swing. Now, and it can be as simple as maybe standing with your hands on the back of a chair and maybe trying to squat down a little bit or just sitting up and down on a chair, something, you know, modified to what you're able to do. Yes. And something that I also really took away from it is just saying, okay, what is this movement trying to accomplish? And so with a squat, it's getting up and down off of a you know, from a seated position safely. So how can I do that within my own home? Um, And so, like you said, either getting up and down off of a chair or simply using your hand to make sure that you can get down and up um, in one smooth movement. Would you recommend someone listening out there that's maybe never tried CrossFit to maybe reach out to a local gym somewhere, you know, in their area to look it up and find an affiliate next near them? And tried because, as you mentioned, it's very inclusive. And I'm impressed. I see videos on CrossFit of different adaptive athletes working out in CrossFit and doing movements. And now there's equipment that also is made for adaptive athletes. Yes, I would 100% encourage someone to reach out. I think primarily because it is a class. 
environment. I think it's a lot harder to go into a large gym where you might not know anyone. Um, but in every CrossFit gym, especially, there is it's a coach led class. Um, and you have the opportunity to work with that coach and create a game plan and have your unique needs met. And the sign of a really, I think, good coach is going to be someone that is really hands-on in the beginning. And not that they become less hands-on later, but um, they are helping give you the tools to meet you where you are and then allow you to go off and be able to do it on your own. Okay. And I'm 58, so I consider myself old. So I know there are many listeners out there that are older than I am, and they're saying, well, I'm just too old. Now, how old have we seen people doing CrossFit in videos and around the country and even around the world? Because CrossFit is a worldwide uh, exercise and group of uh, a community. Oh, man, we have... We had someone at our gym in his 80s, Yes, so I've seen it. Yes, so you're not too old to try CrossFit or at least try exercising at some point. So I encourage any listener out there to maybe ask questions more about, if not CrossFit, about maybe exercising. I know Tai Chi has been said to be a good exercise for someone that's uh, visually impaired or blind. It helps with your balance because balance sometimes is an issue with uh, older adults. So there's many different opportunities out there for exercise. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I so for those of you that don't really know about CrossFit, um, there's something big called the CrossFit Games. I kind of call it, the, it's like the CrossFit Super Bowl. Yes. Anyone can like try out to be in it. Um, and this year they had um, adaptive what do I? Uh, it's a adaptive division. division. It was the first time because the uh, adaptive community had their own games called Wheelwad. So they had their own separate, but they were trying to get it, CrossFit to include them for years. And this was the first year that they allowed them in the games mm -hmm. and the open, the beginning part where everybody in the world does the same workout. And what I like about CrossFit is it's the only sport I can think of that you're actually on the same leaderboard as the best in the world. Yes. You're doing the same exercise and you're on that leaderboard. Now, you may be way down low, away from the top, but you're on the leaderboard. Yeah. And I think there has been this, I think something that has kind of gotten in a lot of people's way with CrossFit is the people you see competing at the highest level of the games are what we would call RX athletes. They're doing every workout as it's written. Their skill set is incredible. They're strong. They're fast. Um, they're agile. But a lot of times people come into class and they have to modify or scale. Um, and I think because what you are seeing primarily on TV was the these athletes competing at the highest level, people would get really down on themselves for having to modify something or change it. Um, but it's good. You need yeah. to work where you are. And I think with the inclusion of the adaptive divisions this year, it's really showing people that you just need to do what's best for you, and you're going to get something incredible out of it. Oh, yeah. And as I mentioned before about the equipment, there's a company now that makes equipment for adaptive athletes. So someone uh, with one arm can jump rope because they have a, a device where it's a, like a plastic pole or mm -hmm. and there's ropes attached to the end. So with one hand, they're kind of making that jump rope move 
and they're jumping rope. I, for instance, with my contrast issue, uh, I bought through the company Equip Products a white jump rope. It's all white, so I can find it easier on the black surface of a, of a CrossFit gym. And I also bought a white wall ball, the big medicine ball type things that we throw up on the wall. So the last thing I want is a ball, you know, 10, 20 pounds coming down and hitting me in the face because I can't see it coming down. But being white, it's easier for me to see coming down off the wall. So now there's companies thinking about how to help people with some kind of impairment, visually or physically, how to exercise. Right. I think the idea with CrossFit has been to create a safe, inclusive space for everyone to push themselves and get a little bit better every day. With that being said, so much of it has been, up until recently, really focused around able-bodied people. Sure. Um, And so it's been really cool to see these changes in the culture and companies um, opening their eyes and seeing how they can help. And even like that wall ball, I mean, we had some where they were, they had a little bit of yellow, but if that thing's turned the wrong way in the air, you're still not going to see it as it comes down. And that was my excuse for getting one of the lighter ones to throw up in the wall because I didn't didn't want the heavier one to hit me in the face because I didn't see it well, so... Yeah. So, you know, you have to make some adjustments at the beginning before I got the equipment. You know, sometimes you adjust by I would get some of the chalk from the bucket and I would rub it on the handle of the kettlebell or the side of the kettlebell so I can at least see where the white is and know where a kettlebell was that I was using. So it helped me to locate it visually quicker. So there's ways around it if you don't buy the this kind of equipment. But I encourage anyone, I know Sarah does too, anyone that maybe wants to get a little more physical in some exercise, you know, just a simple walk or even walking around your kitchen table, making it laps. You know, how many laps can you do around the kitchen table? You can hand trail the side of the the chairs and the table or your countertop to make your laps around the kitchen. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of exercising. As you know, I'm geeking out about yeah. CrossFit and the game. So I, I love to advocate not only for visual impairment, but also for exercise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, knowing you these four years since I moved on the South Shore, what keeps you positive? Because you seem to be all the time a very positive person. In the gym, you're dancing and, you know, getting us to keep moving, even though we're dying and miserable. You know, so what, what keeps you positive every day? Um, first of all, that means a lot. Um So I always kind of go back to this statement from my mom, and it's kind of a fake it till you make it thing. Mm -hmm. So my mom had gone through a couple of different options for school, and she landed, she was going to be a teacher, and she started doing student teaching, and she just didn't feel patient with the kids at all, and she kind of freaked out about it. So she talked to her mentor, and her mentor was like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't feel patient with these kids. You don't have to feel patient. You have to act patient. Um, And so kind of using that mentality with other emotions across the board. Um, And so I might not walk into a class feeling super chipper and happy and knowing it's okay that I don't feel that way, but I have to act that way. And I will say 99.99% of the time, I... Even if I don't fully feel the way I've been acting by the end of the hour or the end of whatever I'm doing, 
I feel better. Um, I just try to put whatever is bothering me aside and be present in the moment. Okay. What is your favorite exercise or exercise movement? Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> um, I, I guess if we're talking like with, well, overall pull-ups. As a woman, I find that really, really empowering. Um, and then also deadlift. So just being able to safely pick up a really heavy load from the ground. Um, and I think... I see how that translates so directly into other parts of my life. Um, and it changes little things like how I run after my nieces and nephews and <laughs> pick them up and play with them. And um, yeah, those I I feel really empowered doing those. And I also see the direct translation into my day to day life. OK, I can understand that because. I get so encouraged when I watch other visually impaired athletes on their Instagrams or their Facebook pages and see how they adapt with even less vision than I do, than I have. And so that kind of keeps me going, knowing, hey, you know, I can do it, that they can do it with less vision than I can. So I try and stay positive knowing that I'm still able to do it, Not maybe not as well as some of the other people in the gym next to me, but I'm still able to do it. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the misery of sweating and and just... It's just being, working your body, you know, to the point where you're like, oh, I don't want to come back again. I was really excited and impressed watching you this year in the Open. <laughs> um, so the CrossFit Open are the workouts that lead into, it's the first step towards going to the CrossFit Games and um, how you stack up in the Open determines whether you move on to the next round, essentially. And because of the um, adaptive divisions, they had... Um, adaptive versions of the workouts this year, and um, Carl asked me to be his judge. Um, now, some of the movements were changed, but the weights certainly were not. No, um, no, yes. Uh, a 50-pound dumbbell is way beyond what I've ever done, and I struggled, and you saw me struggling, and I, my left arm wasn't the same for maybe a couple of months after that because I was struggling with a 50-pound dumbbell. But, but you still pushed yourself and um yeah but i'm not the brightest you know the tool, i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed there were definitely a couple of the workouts though where you set your expectations somewhere and um you finished and you accomplished a lot more than you thought you were going to i did i mean i did the rx version which i didn't want to and plan to but i'd signed up for the visually impaired division and i wanted to represent you know, as much as I could. Okay. So with each guest, I have a set questions that I ask at the end. It's the same set of questions. So what is your favorite movie? The Princess Bride. Yeah, I knew that one. I knew that <laughs> I one already know, from knowing. That. Yes. What is your favorite music, genre of music or band, or what music do you listen to the most? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I guess mostly like alternative rock. Okay. What is your favorite Thing to do, like your relaxation, your hobby? What is your favorite thing to do besides exercise? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I mean, anything creative. Uh, so something creative and um, yeah, whether it's dance or 
um, drawing something or doing a puzzle, um, something that is, yeah, some, so just something creative. Okay. I know you're young, so you have lots of time ahead of you, but what is something you still want to do? Is there someplace you want to go, something you want to do? Um, well, there's definitely a lot of places I want to go. Um, I think in terms of what I want to do, I'm, I'm still trying to put my finger on what it looks like more, but I've never, I was someone that when school started, I couldn't wait for it to be over. And in the last five years, as I think I've found where I really want to be in life, um, continued education is really important to me. And so right now I'm exploring what other kinds of movement or nutrition certifications I can continue to get. That's right. I forgot to mention that Sarah was my nutrition coach also <laughs> for a while. So she got me hooked on Boulder Canyon avocado oil potato chips. Oh, really? I, you said those were compliant. Uh-huh. Those were compliant. So I buy those by the case. I usually have 12 to 24 bags in my house at one time when I order. That's hysterical. Yeah, so that's I, no my, I love <laughs> potato chips, so I still buy those by the, the bundles from uh, Walmart or Amazon. I don't remember where I get them from, but I get them. And, you know, you open one cabinet, you'll just see nothing but the potato chips. Yes. So I, I, I picked up a few things from Sarah's my nutrition coach as well. Not only my CrossFit coach, but nutrition coach. So, um, but, so our message is try and exercise, do a little bit more every day. Just because you don't have vision or good vision, you still can do some things. And there is always help out there. If you need help, ask questions, locate a gym, ask a coach, a CrossFit gym, and keep moving, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I, I just really encourage someone to go where there's a class because that's what the coach is there for. Um, so often people would apologize to me for having a lot of questions, but I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I want to meet each person where they are and help them get better. And so finding a place and a coach and a community that is open and ready to help, I think, makes the whole entire process not only easier, but a lot of fun. Great. Sarah, thank you for being my guest. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hopefully the listeners will get a little motivated to get out and uh, do a little exercise. Yeah. Thank you for listening. This is the Public Affairs Show on WRBH, reading radio for the blind. Thank you.